Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording from our Sunday morning service held on October 29th, 2023. For news and information, and to find out how to join us, please visit stjamesleith.org.uk. Welcome everybody to St James's on this very wet morning. So well done for coming out. Well done for remembering the clocks have changed. Um, Ian, our rector's away this weekend. Um, So I'm Ellie and I'm leading today and Joe will be reflecting for us and um, presiding at communion. Uh, So we'll be sharing communion together later. Uh, And you're very welcome to join us, whatever your background. Feel free to come to the table. So now as we gather to worship God, Marina's going to light our candle for us and we'll have a few moments quiet as we remember that we're in God's presence. And those of you at home might like to light your candle as well. With nature in its power and beauty, with rain and wind and sunshine, with the ancient rocks and the budding flower, with believers and seekers the whole world wide, with people in every land and speakers of every language, and saints in heaven and with all who have worshipped in this place with Jesus who promised his presence and the spirit who showers her blessings. Here, let heaven and earth embrace. Here, may God's people find home.
trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May all that is unfree in you be released. And may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. So the low voices start this Gloria we sing. Glory and gratitude and praise. These we offer to God. Glory and gratitude and praise. Now let earth to heaven raise. Glory and gratitude and praise. reading comes from Leviticus chapter 19. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy. You shall not render an unjust judgment you shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice you shall judge your neighbour. You shall not go round as a slanderer among your people. And you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbour. I am the Lord. You shall not hate in your heart anyone of your kin. You shall not reprove your neighbour, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance, or bear a grudge against any of your people. But you shall love your neighbour as yourself. I am the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
So the Gospel is taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 22, and beginning at verse 34. So when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And second is like namely this, You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question. Who do you think, who do you, what do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David. And he said to them, how is it then that David by the Spirit calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David does calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to answer him, and no one from that day dared to ask him any more questions. This is the Gospel of Christ. Praise to you. Now, just before the children go out for their activities in the hall, we will pray for them. Thank you, loving God, for all of us who are part of this community, for our children and young people. And we pray you would bless us all as we learn from you now. Amen. So let us pray. O oh God, we pray, speak in the calming of our minds and in the longing of our hearts, by the words of my lips and in the thoughts that we form. Speak, for your servants listen. Amen. Now I wonder, if somebody asked you to sum up your philosophy of life in one single sentence or a soundbite, I wonder what you would say. Now, some people with a rather despairing outlook on life uh, may sum it up in phrases we might all recognise, like, look after number one. It's a dog-eat-dogs world out there. It's a jungle out there. Or as one primary school child put it, do unto others before they do it unto you. <laughs> Some people try to express a more positive outlook. There's Mark Twain's, let us endeavour to live so that when we die, even the undertaker will be sorry. <laughs> or Christian aid, we believe in life before death. Or how about this one from the playwright and former president of the Czech Republic, Václav Havel, keep the company of those who seek the truth and run away from those who have found it. <laughs> or there's this one from Jiminy Cricket, 
Always let your conscience be your guide. Now, there's no shortage of opinions on this. And in our gospel reading this morning, Jesus is asked, in a way, about his philosophy in life. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law? In other words, how shall we live? What is the most important thing in life? And Jesus says, love God and love your neighbour. And in one sense, there's nothing terribly controversial about that, even in Jesus' own time. Probably most people would have substantially agreed with Jesus in this response. One of the great Jewish teachers of that time, a contemporary of Jesus, known as Rabbi Hillel, was once asked to teach the law while standing on one leg, a way of asking him to keep it short. <laughs> and Rabbi Hillel said this, what you hate for yourself, do not do to your neighbor. This is the whole law, the rest is commentary. So it's not that different. Jesus' instruction to love God was even less controversial in his time because he was quoting not just a commandment, but the Jewish daily prayer known as the Shema, which is recited in the morning and in the evening, even today. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love your neighbour with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. But what was perhaps a bit different and a bit new was that Jesus brought these two traditional statements together. So what has loving God got to do with loving our neighbour? A little farther on in Matthew's Gospel, we get a clue. Jesus tells the parable of the sheep and the goats, when the people who are welcomed into the kingdom of heaven are those who have helped the hungry and thirsty the stranger, the naked, and the sick, and those in prison. At the end of the parable, the king says, as you did it for one of the least of these, you did it for me. In other words, the way we respond to other people is the only true measure of how we are responding to God. And the reason why loving God and loving our neighbour belong together is because our neighbour bears the image of God. To love our neighbour is to love God's image, and to neglect our neighbour is to neglect God's image. Now, in the words of Jean Valjean, or Jean, sorry, Jean Valjean, <laughs> the hero of that very Christian musical, Les Miserables, he says, to love another person is to see the face of God. To love another person is to see the face of God. Now, in one sense, that isn't very profound, is it? Jesus seems to be saying much the same as many of the great moral teachers. Love God and love your neighbour. It's so obvious, obvious, isn't it? It's almost a platitude. And we must be careful that we can be lulled into thinking that's because it's easy to say, it's easy to do. But is it? Love God and love your neighbour. 
Now, a lovely old lady in my last church who couldn't be doing it at my terrible attempts at masterful theological sermons used to say to me, Joe, just tell us to love each other. Amen. <laughs> and in many ways, you can't really argue with that, can you? And we all know that we ought to love each other, and you don't need me to tell you that. But the more I have reflected on these words this week, the more challenging they've become to me. Especially when we turn on our TV sets right now and we look in our newspapers. These neighbours are simply not loving each other. Because it's not really always that easy to love our neighbours, is it? The truth is we often find it difficult. And even though our neighbour bears the image of God, which we can easily forget, it's difficult, isn't it? And I rather suspect I'm not the only one in thinking this. C.S. Lewis, the Oxford academic and author of the Narnia stories, once said, it wasn't those parts of the Bible that are hard to understand that we find the most difficult. It was the parts of the Bible that we found easy to understand, but difficult to do. It's easy to understand that we should love our neighbour, but I would say it's difficult to do. I mean, it's easy to love those who agree with me, those who are close to me, those in my family. It's easy to love the people I consider my friends and love, love spending time with. The people who have the same principles and ideas as me. Well, it's easy to love people like that. And it's easy to love people who love me back. But what about the people who aren't easy to love? What about those who don't agree with me? Those who I have fundamental differences with? What about those who've hurt me? What about those who I just don't seem to get on with? What about those who are, see, always seem to be angry? And what about those who are dirty and smelly and are in my way sometimes? Loving our neighbour is not easy and it can stretch us in all sorts of uncomfortable ways. Seeing God's image in them and loving them is what God asks us, each one of us, to do. Thomas Merton said this, Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire or not whether they are worthy. That is not our business, and in fact, it is nobody's business. What we're asked to do is love, and this love itself will render both ourselves and our neighbours worthy. God loves each one of us. He made each one of us specific and special and unique, and he loves us through and through. He loves even the ones we think are mean or difficult. He loves them through and through. And we remember that we too mess up and we too can be unlovely. But God loves us just the same. And to show this, God sent his only son to reveal his love for us. 
so that we might recognize his love for us in that crucified figure on the cross. That we might receive his love for us in the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. That we may be changed by his love for us as we try, as we try, and try is the word, isn't it? As we try, because we know God loves a trier to accept that God and reflect that love that he gives us out into the world. Love God and love your neighbour. It's a tall order and it's impossible to carry out in our own strength. But we worship the one who has fulfilled it. Jesus served God faithfully, even to the point of death. He loved his neighbours and he loves you and me, despite our indifference and our weakness. And he loves us through death, to his death, to resurrection, so that we might share in his love, that we might be opened up to it and learn to live more and more in the ways of loving God and loving one another. So my prayer today is that we will all be strengthened by his words to us in our worship and by the gift of his body and blood which he gives freely to us. And may we be sent out in the power of his spirit to love our God and to love our neighbours. Amen. Now, I hope that you've all got a pencil and paper if you haven't, can you stick your hands up and maybe we can get some paper to you. That would be really good. Okay. And so this is something that I did this week as myself, which I thought I'd share with you. Um, are you okay? There should be some... Uh, can somebody bring some paper over here? Oh, that's great. Thank you. Okay, so when you've got your paper... I want you to draw a heart in the middle with space around it, okay? And I want to invite you to take a few moments to think about the people that you love and to... Don't worry, nobody's going to see this. This is for you to take away and nobody's going to see this. Just write some initials or something that reminds you of that person in the heart, inside the heart, okay? So any initials of people you love who are close to you inside the heart. Initials or pictures. And just take a moment as you do that to, to think about each one of them and to be grateful for their love. Okay. When you've done that, I want you now to do something a bit harder and around the outside of the heart, I want you to put some initials or something that reminds you or a picture about those who you're finding difficult to love. It could be 
in your own family, it can be in the wider world, it can be about what's happening in the news right now. And as you do so, pray for those people in the silence. And now when you finish that, I want you now to draw a larger heart around the whole thing. So it looks a bit like that. Encompassing all. And as you do so, ask God to enlarge your hearts in love and reach out to everybody. And now let us pray. Everlasting God, you have cared and nurtured us with your love. Enlarge our hearts. As we acknowledge that we do not always share your love with others, often we're selective about who we choose as neighbours. Only those who are clean, who look like us, who talk right, who seem safe. Those who have hurt us. Loving God, teach us to love you more fully. For in loving you, our lives will show to all others your love even as your love encompasses all of your creation in all generations. And we pray this in the name of your greatest gift of love, Jesus Christ. Amen. Cam will now lead us in our prayers. This morning, when I see God of all loves, the response is, help us to love as you love us. God invites us to hold the needs of our siblings in Christ as dear to us as our own needs, loving our neighbors as ourselves, we offer God our thanksgivings and our prayers. Loving God, your Son, Jesus, unties our burdens and heals our spirits. We lift up the prayers of our hearts for those still burdened, those still seeking healing, and those still in need in your world. And just now we're going to continue what Carol started on Wednesday and have a short time of silence <clears throat> to pray for the situation in Israel and Palestine. I'm going to start this wee section with a, a wee poem by Carol and then uh, an adapted prayer from Christian Aid. And I'm also going to light a candle. <coughs> Carol's poem is entitled, Where Are You, God? Where are you, O God? In the pain of every heart, my child, 
In every tear that is shed, my child. In every prayer that is prayed, my child. I am grieving too. Work for peace. Work for healing. Work for justice, my child, that together we might heal the world. So I invite you in a few moments of silence to pray for Arab and Jew, for Palestinian and Israeli, but also to pray that we might not divide them in our prayers, but keep them both together in our hearts. Remembering, as Joe said, that we are all made in God's image. God of all loves, help us to love as you love us. Creator God, we pray for all the people in your world that they may see your justice unfold no matter what their circumstances, whether they are poor or rich, great or small. We pray that those who use violence and terror to bring about what they want and those who then so readily seek revenge following acts of terrorism may instead pursue all that makes for peace. So we pray for all living in the shadow of war and unrest that they will know peace. We pray for those who have fled their homes seeking a new home in another country. We pray for protection and comfort for them. We bring before you all those living under the threat of debt, poverty, climate destruction and violence. We pray that they may experience justice soon, but in their lifetimes. God of all loves, help us to love as you love us. We pray for politicians all over the world that they may serve the people who have elected them with honesty, integrity, and a strong sense of justice. For those who seek to better themselves and line their own pockets, we pray that you will help them to remember that they are elected to serve their people and not to demean, belittle, or exploit them. For our own country, we pray that politicians may cease to tell lies and half-truths and to stand up for the poor, the marginalized, the immigrant, the refugee asylum seekers, the addicted, to improve their lives and not to take away what little they have or gloss over the issues as though they were not important enough. We are reminded that Jesus calls us to place aside our own egos in order that we might serve more fully and more faithfully so we pray that all those in government may understand that their voices and their votes affect the least of these among us. God of all loves, help us to love as you love us. Caring God, 
We thank you for our families and friends. We thank you for modern technology, which enables us to hear and see them so easily and to keep in touch, even though we are separated by great distances. We ask you to be with the families, friends and acquaintances of every person here this morning, whether in the building or online, and we ask for your blessing on them this week, that they may know that they are loved and sustained by you. God of all healing and wholeness, we pray for those close to our hearts that are struggling with issues of various kinds, especially those that are craving love, for those who are seeking employment, for those who are yearning to be whole, for those who are calling for justice, those without homes, people experiencing bereavement, people who are marginalised and discriminated against, for those who are unwell, and for everyone who feels as though they cannot cope. Bring comfort and rest where there is none, and guide them to sources of help. God of all loves, help us to love as you love us. Loving God, open our ears to hear your word and draw us closer to you, that the whole world may be one with you as you are one with us in Jesus. God of mercy and healing, you hear the cries of those in need. Receive these prayers of your people, that all who are troubled may know peace, comfort and courage. Visit your people and pour out your strength and courage upon us that we may hurry to make you welcome, not only in our concern for others, but by serving them generously and faithfully in your name. Hear our prayers that we may love you with our whole being and willingly share the concerns of our neighbours. Amen.
Let the love of God be in our hearts and the peace of Christ go with us everywhere. Author of all being, your power sustains, your love restores our broken world. You are unceasingly at work, bringing order from chaos and filling emptiness with life. Christ, raised from the dead, proclaims the dawn of hope. He lives in us that we may walk in light. Your spirit fire is in us. Your breath is power to purge our sin and warm our hearts to love. As children of your redeeming purpose, freed by him who burst from the tomb and opened the gate of life, we offer you our praise with angels and archangels and the whole company of heaven singing the hymn of your unending glory. Thanksgiving be to you, God our Creator, for the gift of your Son, born in human flesh. Christ is your holy wisdom, existing beyond time, present at all creation. Through Christ you revealed your Son in the world and bring your saving work to, to its completion. Obedient to your will, he died upon the cross. By your power, you raised him from the dead, and he broke the bonds of evil and set your people free to be his body in the world. On the night when he was given to death, knowing that his hour had come, having loved his own, he loved them to the end. At supper with his disciples, he took bread, gave thanks, and offered it to you. He broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, it's given for you. After supper, he took the cup, he offered, it, he offered it to you, he gave thanks 
and gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It is poured out for you and for all, that sins might be forgiven. Do this in remembrance of me. The living bread is broken for the life of the world. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
that you do indeed love us and you showed us your love by sending your only son. Help us to go out into the world and love others as you have loved us, seeing your image in all that we meet. Go on your way rejoicing and the blessing of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit will always be with you. Let's stand for the blessing. We have been given this new week in which to honour the, uh, the honour the God who is easy to love by loving the neighbours who are sometimes difficult to love. Christian life.